This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The the polls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I am Jason Bernstein, and that is Dan Bernstein, Hello. my father slash co-host. We have Rick Camp as our producer and research guy, and it's been a hell of a couple of games for the Bulls. And if we thought they were going to go one and one against the Thunder and the Warriors, I don't think it would have happened the way we expected because they picked up a double digit win over the Warriors with Vucevic putting up 43 and 13 and a bad, bad loss to OKC. However, I'm very happy for my Bucknell guy, Mike Muscala. Actually, when you think about this team, should it surprise us? Not this really, really does yeah. kind of play to their MO all year of losing to a bad team and beating a good team. It's it's that game was 124 to 110, and it didn't feel that close. The the Bulls right now, we should also say, are 20 and 24. They're tied for 10th in the East with the Toronto Raptors. Now, my experience of watching the Bulls and the Thunder was a strange one because I was watching on my phone on the NBC Sports Chicago My Team's app while sitting at the Kohl Center watching the Wisconsin men's hockey team get boat raced by the U.S. A bunch of kids that are younger than I am. <laughs> by the men's U18. I don't know what the, I don't know how many teams they have. I was like men's or... USA U18 men's team something like that something whatever it they is, were was, really good oh my god were they good and and wisconsin is a proud you know, prominent hockey program and tony granado's coaching them and man did they get killed but i was watching the bulls game so my reactions to the bulls game were not syncing up with what was going <laughs> on exactly in the hockey game and everyone thought you were a madman i was getting some strange looks because i kept i kept saying oh Oh, like it, it wasn't even the, the puck wasn't even in play in the hockey game. And I'm there moaning and groaning and I'm, and I'm doing my, my usual. Would somebody box out one time? The stuff that Josh Giddy was doing going through everybody. He's getting really good. He is really good. He is. People don't really talk about him, but he's his game is similar to LaMelo Ball. He's not quite the same. 
He's averaging 16, 8, and 6 while shooting 48% from the field this season. What is he shooting from three? Let me check that. Because we have, if we I have remember, a research guy. But if I remember field, correctly. Three-point field goal percentage is 34. And if I remember correctly, he's started working with shooting coach Chip Engeland, who I've I've known from minor league basketball from way back. He went to Duke back in the day before it was cool. And he's a really close friend of Steve Kerr's. And Chip has made a, a name for himself as a shooting coach, sort of a, a just a professional shot doctor for NBA three-point guys. And Giddy already has the stuff you cannot teach. He already yeah. has instinct and awareness and you can tell he's a pro yeah there's a little in with his passing there's a little bit of luca in him uh, luca is a little bit advanced and he's more than a, a little top, I, I would say top three player in the nba right now he's he's been on a tear i i think he's that good i think he's up there with Giannis and Jokic. i think that's my top three right now but giddy is doing some of that and it seems like every single year there's some international guy that comes out of Europe, Australia, and anybody, and then they just they just start doing all this stuff that we've never seen before. And it they're t- kind of the Europeans and the international guys are really taking over the NBA. When when three of the top five are international players, that, that's that's pretty cool to see. I don't know if that's ever been done before but they're really taking over the game and giddy is no exception the stats that jump out for me in this game are zach levine's one of eight shooting from three-point range io desumu's 0 for five turn from the field along with three turnovers and four fouls to go to go along with just two assists and no steals he was terrible and keep your eye once again on Kobe White, who was 7 of 15, 4 of 9 from 3, nine, 19 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists off the bench. Wait, 19 points? Say six that again? 6. 19, 6, and 6. In 32 minutes. He he can play. Yep. And I, I'm worried that the Bulls have more of a commitment to Io than Kobe. I don't know if it's because this regime drafted Io and they didn't draft Kobe. I don't know if it's because of defensive liability with Kobe white. Cause we know I was a very responsible defender for the most part. But if, if I need to keep one of those two, I, I would keep Kobe 10 times out of 10, just be, just because of what he can do with the ball in his hands. And even without it, he's a great catch and shoot player. And Io did have a couple of threes against the Warriors, but it, it it just seems like Kobe recently has been consistently producing for them. And this team needs offense. This team needs a spark. They need threes, and Kobe White is a big source of that. I think to, to close out the information on Josh Giddy, by the way, Rick Kemp tells us that Giddy's is shooting. He's shooting 40.6% from three since the start of December. Since December 1st, he is in the 50-40-90 club. Over 50% from the floor, over 40% from three, and 91% from the line. Averaging 17.6, eight and a half rebounds, and six assists since December 1st. 
Those are good numbers. Oh man, yeah. That's hell. like he, he'll probably be in the Rising Stars game, but if if he keeps putting up those numbers and and maybe even more in years to come, uh, I don't see why he wouldn't be an All Star. Is it, he doesn't get much recognition around across? I would say across basketball fans, just because he's an OKC and they're. I wouldn't say they're fully rebuilding right now because they do have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who we really haven't mentioned yet. And he's a pretty good basketball player to say the least, but Giddy is doing something in OKC that I feel like we're, it's going to be louder in a couple of years. We're, we're going to know about it. We're going to hear about it. And it could be dangerous for some teams in the Western conference. So they drop that one and we're feeling like garbage. And then we think, oh boy, here come the Golden State Warriors. And now this is just going to be a bloodbath. And I'll be damned. Without DeRozan, both, both games. I will say this, though. If you just looked at the final score and said, oh, the Bulls won by 14. And look how big they were up early. It did not indicate how close this game really yeah, this was. Second and third quarter. Second... I would say started the second quarter to middle of the third. It was dead even for a lot of it. And it, it wasn't really until the fourth quarter where the Bulls really pulled away in a meaningful in a meaningful aspect where it just seemed like they couldn't miss. Obviously, I, I don't know what got into Vucevic that night, but or that afternoon, but he he was on one and he had, he tied his career high, which he put up against the bulls. I remember that game. That was the year they traded for him. It was the first year, of the Acme regime. And he put up 43 and it was like, he was the second player to put up some wild stat line in magic history with tied with Shaq. And we were just like, Ugh, this guy. And it seemed like he couldn't miss every single time he played the bulls. And then he came to Chicago and we thought we'd get that. We haven't really gotten that, but I mean, last the other night or the other day, we we saw a glimpse of that Orlando Magic Vucevic that we haven't seen in a while. And his comments, I want to get to his comments in a moment because what he You've said You've been talking about that, about that for you know, the past 48 hours. It mattered what he said. I, I, I know, this, but this, you, you couldn't stop talking about it. Well, that's what I do for a living. And and you're you're talking about the Bulls too for a for a avocation. I, I just think that th- this is this has been a season of subtweeting from a, a lot of the comments that are made. Then let, I, let me, I, I go ahead. Yeah, I pointed out early how when the, the Zach and Billy drama was happening, I pointed out how passive aggressive everyone was seeming. And Vucevic has continued that trend. He said, I was just getting to my spots. I was able to move to my spots. I was able to get shots in the flow of the offense. And then he talked about being, uh, you know, finishing a deep roll with a hard seal, finishing off uh, the with with uh, moving toward the pocket, receiving the pocket pass as he kind of flattens out toward the short corner, and then being able to get into rhythm with that top of the key three. He hit five of his ten threes, and you have a tell for when he shoots his threes? Because I don't know how you do it, but you have a you're way of I have a tell? Yeah, you, when we watch yeah. you, I don't know what you're looking for, but usually you say that's going in, and every time you say it's going in, it does. I look at his feet. Sometimes if, if, if he jumps 
backward on any shot. It never goes in unless it's like a, a fade away. A fade away sometimes it goes in, but if it's a standstill and it seems like he drifts back, he's going to miss it. It's when I his feet are moving forward, but also at the basket. When his feet are square and moving forward, that's when I think the ball is going to go in. I don't know. I never pay attention to his to his uh, to his wrist or his hand. The only thing I look at are his feet, and if his toes are square and if he moves forward with his body, I think. When he does both of those things, I always say it's going to go in. And I'm right, I would say, over 50% of the time. Oh, I would say way more than that. Just, just It might be observational bias, but I do think you're right more often than that. So when he says that, though, he's obviously talking about DeMar. He has to be. Because we know the offense has to pause when DeMar has the ball and needs to do his things. He's not the flow disruptor. He's the flow disruptor, like two E's. Like the Ohio State University? Yeah, he's the flow disruptor. Yeah, it's, it's, and I understand it. And it's not necessarily to say that he's bad at his job. It's just the way he's got to work. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's who DeMar is. And that's nothing against him. He's a great scorer and we've known that. It's just, he does disrupt the flow and it it's clear when you hear that from Vooch and it's clear when you watch that game, you, even then it seemed like Zach Levine was hitting, hitting some shots and Kobe white at 15 off the bench. I think every starter had at least 10 and Derek Jones played pretty well. So yeah, that's true. Levine had 27, Io 12. He played much better in a bounce-back game. Vooch, the aforementioned, 43. Patrick, had 10, Patrick Williams right? had 10. Yeah. Caruso had 12 points, 9 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals. Against the Warriors, Steve Kerr again probably said, we'd love to have you like he did in that first game. And they might have him. And Kobe White, once again, he hit both his threes. He was 6 of 7 from the floor, 15 points, 3 he boards. two threes? two steals in 25 minutes. The numbers that, that he only took two threes. Hold on. He only, yeah. Yeah. I had him as two for two. I, I shoot more. The, the, have him take five. What jumps off the page here for me, Draymond was horrible. Draymond green in 32 minutes was a minus 24. He scored eight points. And he did have seven assists, but he turned it over six times. They had 23 turnovers. Curry had eight turnovers. Curry was only, was three of 10 from three. He, he scored only 20 points. He turned it over eight times. Draymond Green turned it over six times. Jordan Poole had four turnovers, 23 total turnovers for the game. And the Bulls only turned it over 10. Everything else was relatively equal. The uh, Bulls hit 15 threes. And the Warriors were 21 of 51, so they can't complain about their three-point shooting. And Say, you know, Clay Thompson with eight of them. Yeah. Say what you want about Draymond. His podcast, his podcast numbers are probably great. Everybody <laughs> listens to that podcast. Um, I I don't know. I don't think you know who he is. I mentioned him, but there's a YouTuber by the name of Flight Reacts, and he's a huge Warriors fan. And um, so I watched that. At, the key reacts to the highlights on YouTube. I watched that video. Wait, his and name is Flight Reacts, or his name that's is Flight Flight Reacts is his YouTube channel. It's a react. Okay. He reacts to things. His YouTube his YouTube name is Flight. He he saw the stats after the game after the uh, highlights, 
and he's the first thing he said was Draymond with the triple single. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. And he, he always has these nicknames for guys. Speaking of which, he calls uh, Anthony Lamb Lamb Chops, which I I don't know. Every single time he shoots the ball, he just screams Lamb Chops. He's good. he's really good. He's good. He's really good. Yeah. And I'm and I'm pissed that I burned a really good showdown. Yeah, you name got me on when, one when, too. But it's, I, I got it's you. But it didn't it's count. Unofficial. It didn't count because you didn't know that Anthony Lamb went to Vermont. Because well, now I you? do. Now I, I do. Like, I'm never going to forget that now. Yeah. That's the issue because I don't forget things like that, but I forget how to do math. So, yeah. Are they, the catamounts? Is that right? I think. No idea. You I just know, know they made the turn. I'm not not really with small schools except the Patriot League. Well, you better that, know that, the Patriot. That, League. I better know. Yeah, Patriot League's pretty awesome. But as far as you know, I mean, you have you haven't. Be, I mean, I know okay. you're, no, you're interested no, in pa- six of the ten schools, but. Yeah, that, that's not very many. But, but yeah, the Patriots Patriot League is really sick. Um, back back to the topic. Anthony Lamb was really good. I, I liked his game. He had twelve in the first half. I think he ended with fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. He he can make shots, and he's a good defender. And he he actually you know came up through shots? the G League. And you know who else makes shots? Dante Divincenzo. Yes. No, he's one of those guys. I've been saying this for two years that I've always liked him. He's one of these. Kevin Herter, not that good. Kevin, I, I I feel like I say it every episode where I compare some guy to Kevin Herter, and then I just say not that good because Kevin Herter's been great. Uh, either the Bogdanoviches, he's a shot maker. He's a he's a shot maker wing. Yeah, that's what he's he's really good. He's really good. Just a bench three point dude. So they they caught him on a good night. What college? What college? Ooh. You should know that. Divincenzo. Oh, I do know Villanova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. They have all those guys with like the the multi the polysyllabic Italian names. I remember because Archie Archie Diacono and Divincenzo are both Villanova. I mean, it's Philly, so like. But they're not from Philly, are they? I don't know, both but it, guys... it seems like everybody in Philly's name would be Dante Divincenzo and Ryan Archidiacono. That there's a reason why those guys were extremely popular in the, the certain Philly community. It's it wouldn't surprise me one bit. The but who do I mix him up? There, there's a guy I used to mix Divincenzo up with who I think I don't anymore. It's not Delavadova, was it? Because that was the other guy that reminded me, the other. Well, they were well, both on the box. Uh, that's uh, yeah. It was Matthew Delavadova, yeah. and then they had Divincenzo and Delavadova at the same time. But Delavadova was kind of a, he was kind of a penis, though, right? Where's he now? Delavadova, I think he's in Sacramento. No, it's not yeah. the league. He he got signed this year. I don't know if he's still here. He really? took a couple of years overseas, and I think he signed with Sacramento. Now, who and they're great. I'm Sacramento, that yeah, they're fourth in the West. So speaking of, oh, he is. Yeah, apparently Delhi, according to Rick Camp, our producer, is now the Sacramento victory cigar that he gets in late. Boy, he's come a long way then from being like a, a, a key playoff cog against the Oh, Bulls yeah, he, he was Australian Jimmy. Alex Caruso. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
while we're talking about internationals, the Bulls are now in Paris, and the Bulls will be playing the the Wobegon Pistons. If they can't get a win out of this one, we should just pack this thing up. And, and, and I don't know if you've heard this, Jalen Duran, the rookie center in Memphis, passport. he forgot his passport. And they all took a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower, and, and just there's no Jalen Duran. Because he forgot his passport. Oh, so he's not there to... yet. No. So they I tried... thought they, I, they called it a favor. They called the State Department or something. I thought oh, they got him there. I, I don't know. So we're going to have to see if Jalen Duran can play on Thursday. I don't um, know. No, you should care. He's. <sighs> I thought it was hurt. No. I'm pretty sure. I'm oh, pretty he sure is hurt? He's... Oh, I'm he wasn't going to sure play he... anyway? Okay. I'm pretty sure he had been hurt. Okay. But, but they're in Paris. Now we were as a family in Paris relatively recently. You consider yourself a a, a world traveler, so I'm trying no, to think of what? No, I don't. Trying to think from from our experience and from your experience, what advice would you give the Bulls about exp- making the most of a Paris tourist experience? Go to the Saint Germain crepe stand and get what? a cinnamon and sugar crepe, the green one. The green. Oh, to. the one by the by the metro entrance, yeah. right? Yeah, by the church. Do you remember how to say sugar and cinnamon in French? No. Come on. No. Seriously? Sucre et... Come on. Canel. Canel. Sucre et canel, right? Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, that was good. Also, my advice for going to Paris, don't forget underpants. (laughs) You found that luckily there was a gap right by where we were staying, which is nice. But there was a gap between my ass and my pants. I can tell you that. But I did. I we we went we went to Paris and we got there and I and I was looking. Like, I need a pair. Like wait a second, I forgot underpants. And and so so uh, my wife says. Wait, you forgot a specific pair of underpants? I said, no, I forgot, I forgot everyone. Any. I forgot all the <laughs> underpants. I have none of them. So luckily, yes, within what a half a block. There, Do you there still was... have those underpants or no? Yeah. Why would I why would I not? <sighs> why, why, what's wrong with them? Uh, how long ago did we go other... to I was in how old was I when we went to France? Oh, I've got older ones than that. <laughs> oh my god. What? The ones that mom says technically aren't underpants anymore because they're pretty much just a waistband with like random strips of fabric hanging. From I love them. how you're voluntarily sharing this. What do I, I that you wear underpants love, with holes in them? I, but I love those. Those are, those That's are disgusting. Worn, no, it's not. They're worn in. Oh, so, it's not a baseball glove. So, well, kind of. It's your best friend. I would. <laughs> <laughs> So I would say you're right. The 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 the, the green crepe oh, stand in Saint Germain. Uh, don't for, oh and no. don't don't mistake water for eggs. Basically, <laughs> so this is this is a little story time. We were all out to breakfast at a little cafe. We were gonna just stop. Remember, we were just gonna stop, get some water, and and go on and with leave. Our day. Just get yeah. some water. And my mom. Instead of instead of asking for four flat waters, which is cat plat, instead says cat plat, which is four egg plate. <laughs> so 
four plates they, of eggs. So, uh, no, I was doing it in the order in which right. I said it. But you in remember? You, but you're not, you didn't set it up because remember, I left because I forgot my jacket. So I said, hey, I don't yeah. remember that. And I said, uh, I said, honey, order just order four waters so we can all have a bottle of water. We'll all throw it in our bag so we can go. I forgot which museum we were going to. So I said, just get four waters. And so I left. I go back to the flat. I get my jacket. <laughs> and I and I come back. By the time I walk there, back, there, there's like six waiters walking out with. It was, seriously, it was, it was like a was like a farce. They're walking out with plate after plate of fried eggs. And it was covering, awesome covering the table and with like a ton eggs. of butter and chive, and it was awesome. I had how many? A lot. I think I think I had seven eggs because at that point I wasn't even planning on eating anything. But I was just like, like nope, screw it. We 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 bought them. These are not going to waste. We and they're French finished, eggs. And they're French eggs, which means they're awesome. So we 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 did okay. I don't think we finished all of them. I don't we, know. That was I've pretty outstanding idea. fried egg slurping, I thought. So yes, oh, don't <laughs> fried egg slurping. Don't it was. <laughs> don't confuse, I don't I've never heard that term. Don't, don't confuse cot o pla with cot oof plot. That would be the lesson for your Chicago Bulls. Who, okay, let's let's play a game. Who would be most likely to do the same thing that mom did on that trip? Like, which bull would mistake or accidentally say four plates of eggs instead of four waters? Dale and Terry. Drummond. <laughs> no, Drummond, Drummond would be most likely to not leave any of the eggs. I'm worried about that dude. He, He's... He could put on twenty five pounds. I, I, you look at him when he was on the Pistons. He was he was just a moose, and yeah. now he now he's just that was too moose. We we can Rick is Andre Drummond a fat? Yeah, I you you determine <laughs> all caps. Determine, yes, determine. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, Andre Drummond is officially a fat. I wonder if any. Well, Vooch speaks according fluent, to Rick. You, not, you know, not me. Vooch speaks French fluently. Because he oh so he won't mess it up. He grew up, I think, in Switzerland, right? Switzerland and Belgium. He's from Montenegro. He is, but I believe he played. He spent a lot of his childhood in Switzerland and Belgium. So much like, here you go. Who is the last bull from Switzerland? Ooh, I don't really know many Switzerland players, other many Swiss players, other than Clint Capella. A Swiss bull. Paul Zipser was from Germany. Yes. Cameron Barstow was from Australia. I'm digging into these archives right now. This is a good one. Is it uh, 2010s? Yeah. 2000s? No, it's the 20. It's the 20 teens. 2010s. Oh God. Did they have Nike? Was Zach Levine here when this guy played for them? I, I, don't I, I, okay. You you should know this. Omer, believe... Omer Omer Ashik was Turkish. Yep, still is. He he hasn't Thanks. he hasn't renounced his Turkishness. Just like uh, I don't know if Ennis Ennis Freedom I think his name is now Ennis oh. Freedom. He's having some drama about Turkey and stuff. Did, you know, he became kind and, of a and chicken weirdo. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Did you? You're an idiot. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. Did you, I, I, did you I see the know. memes about about Ennis Freedom? And they said that apparently, I don't know if it's um, 
Erdogan put a, or someone in Toronto was the president or someone else put out a $500,000 bounty, bounty yeah. on his head. And somebody, somebody tweeted, even his bounty is league minimum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's, who is the Swiss bull? Tabo Cephalosha. Oh, okay. He wasn't in the 2010s. He was with the thunder. Well, when was he with the boo? I don't know, because I know he was there with the Thunder in, like, 2011. Really? Yeah. All right, fine. You you still wouldn't have gotten it. You wouldn't have gotten Tabo. He was also in Atlanta, and he was with Atlanta for a bit, too, I believe. I think you're right. And then he was involved in that high-profile uh, police brutality case, right? Yeah, traded to OKC in 2009. You screwed me up. Yeah, didn't he get beaten up by a cop? I get his leg broken? I, I have say, not. Yeah, I did not know about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I think that got settled. I'm not sure. All right, that brings us to the organization's win championships college showdown, where I am getting boat raced. It has not been good for me. This is where we uh, we we trade off by giving each guy three players. Uh, I'm I'm 11, 15, and one. Jason's got like the Ron Guidry 1978 numbers. He's 24 and three at this point in the OWC College Showdown. He gets uh, three active players to determine where they went to college, and then Jason gives me three vintage players. Uh, I'm gonna fire away first, Jay. Here okay. we go. And I picked a couple of vets here because I've been doing a lot of youngsters. So. Orlando veteran guard Gary Harris Michigan State AK traded for him with Yusuf Nurkic and Doug McDermott because Gary Harris was the 19th overall pick in that draft he was a he was a Bulls draft pick correct but I didn't ask all that you're welcome Lakers guard local product and major loon Patrick Beverly (laughs) major loon Major loot. Arkansas. <laughs> yes, correct. And finally, the one difficult one. This is Minnesota forward. It's not Matty Ice, but Matt Ryan. Oh, the Lakers, dude. He's in the G League. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh, this is a good one. He looks like a dude that went to Iowa, but that's not right. So don't don't count me on it. But doesn't he? I'm 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 not wrong. Or Wisconsin. That very true. Um, ooh. Uh, he also kind of looks like a dude who went to Creighton. He definitely went to a small school. I don't know Nebraska. Nope. Damn it. No. Where'd he go? He went to Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. I would not have gotten that. Okay. Well, yeah. That was a good one. Chattanooga is actually good. They almost beat Illinois last year in the tournament. Chattanooga were the moccasins, and they used to be like the water moccasins. And then everything, they they became now, I think, the mockingbirds, right? I don't know. They're the mocks. 
the mock, I think, they, I think, I think yeah. they're mocks, but it's because of Mockingbird, even though it was Moccasin, but then they realized they shouldn't be Moccasin, so they tried being the snake, and then that didn't stick, and now they're a bird. So it goes. Who you got? No, they're the mocks. They so, are. But, uh, but, yeah. but I was just giving you, they were originally right. Moccasin, but then it became yes, it yes, sensitive to be Native American. Yes, was, yes. Fine. God, start. I'm Okay. Former Spurs guard James Silas. I couldn't even pick him out of a lineup. If you, I, if you, I, He's no in the ABA. Clue. You knew James he, Paul Silas. Are you saying James? He averaged like thirteen points. James Silas. I, I, I have no idea. Look him up. Uh, do, have you never heard of him? him? No. James Edward Silas. No, I don't know him. I might have had a basketball two-time, card. Two-time ABA All Star. Well, I don't know the ABA. I wasn't. I mean, I'm not that old. And then he played in the NBA. Dad, he pl- he played until 19. He played until 1982. Okay, well that's that's a little before. A lot I've of done some fans. of that too with bigger. Okay, with he really went to... famous guys. Yeah, that's sorry, a deep sorry, class. sorry. I think you should just be better at knowing retro basketball players. Where he went play? to he went to Stephen F. Austin. I'm sorry, I didn't know that James Silas went to Stephen F. Austin. Who else? Rick that? knew that his son went to NIU. So. Because I mean, Rick went to NIU, otherwise he wouldn't have known that. Well, I mean, he knows who James Silas is. Oh, Xavier Silas. That name I kind of remember. Okay. Former Rockets and Journeyman guard Vernon Maxwell. Oh, Florida. Yeah. He was on the great Monty Tau uh, assistant coach, Florida. The, the guy who gave me my first job in as a, as a full-time broadcaster, Monty Tau, was the NC State star who was the top assistant and recruiter under Norm Sloan. And that's when they had the, like Dwayne Shinsis and Maxwell and Dwayne Davis and Ugh. Clifford Lett and all those guys. Yes, that I know. Okay. And last but not least, former Magic Wing Dennis Scott. Georgia Tech. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that was, that was three. That was a good easy. day for you. Yeah, well, come on. Dennis, he was in college when I was in college. Dennis Scott was the guy, I told you, who at Cameron Indoor Stadium was one of the the few opposing players who absolutely won over the Cameron Crazies because Scott was ahead of his time. He was a chucker, and he came in. He came out for warm-ups early, so the students were there, and he he walked out before anybody, and the student section's full. And Dennis Scott, he starts doing around the worlds. And he made it, you know, corner, wing, top, wing, corner. And the crowd's going crazy. And then and everybody in the Duke crowd is going half court shot, half court shot. Then again, this is like at least an hour before the game. So he starts whipping the crowd into, a, you know, like waving his arms. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Goes to half court and shoots just a, like a, a jump shot. Like not, not a heave, not a push, just an at jump shot, bottom of the net. And the the and the Duke home crowd just goes. He he completely won him. Once the game started, they went to, back to being jerks to him. But it was it was Dennis Scott. It was Brian Oliver who later was my roommate in the CBA with the Rockford Lightning, and Kenny Anderson, the great point guard. That was Lethal Weapon Three. How do you know this much about very specific players, but you don't know where Michael Cooper went to college? Because I didn't have any professional interaction with Michael Cooper. Still, I, it's Michael I wasn't in the, I was in the back of the plane playing cards with Michael Cooper, taking his money like I was with so many of these other guys we talked. You took people's money? Well, I mean, I didn't take it, but if we were playing 
some you know card game or dominoes or you heard it here here you heard it here first folks dan bernstein solicits his son to gamble i didn't solicit you to get what are you talking about <laughs> i'm you'd kidding get, you'd be an awful gambler I, I people at school have actually told me i'd be a great gambler but i don't because i don't feel like it wait wait charles oakley had an actual credit card machine for gambling debts oh that's right he punched was it tyrone hill i think charles oakley played so much they played tunk and they played Ray. and oakley got in so many fights with people over gambling debts it was alvin robertson and I think Tyrone Hill was something like he never paid a, a, a card gambling debt. Oh, I got it. We got we both have to read Chris Herring's book, Blood in the Garden. That's absolutely true. All right. <sighs> That's gonna do it for episode 10. <laughs> episode 10 of Organizations Win Championships. We'll be back after we know the outcome of the game in Paris against the lowly Pistons. If they lose this one, we're we're we we uh, I might I just know. like wave my ass around. I don't know. You might this do that. You might do that um, anyway. Thanks. Um, yeah, they better not lose this game. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good morning. No, you don't know the bit. It's no, I don't know the, the bit. On the Burns and Allen show, he would say, she played dumb, and George Burns would say, say goodnight, Gracie, and she'd say goodnight, Gracie. Uh, I didn't say it was a good bit. I just said no, you said No, you say that. <laughs> what? Good the night. meeting is adjourned. <laughs> All right, bye. We can help ourselves. <laughs>